Live from Hollywood at Genghis Khan, it's the Nighttime Show! Tonight, we have our very special guest from Pinky and the Brain, the critic, Futurama, and the real Ghostbusters, Maurice LaMarche! We also have the birthday boy, Matt Walker, and the birthday cake himself, our host, Stephen Kramer Glickman! Yabba-dabba Glickman! <laughs> Welcome to the, to the nighttime show. Mike Black, happy to have you back. Thank you. A voice of a thousand angels. That's what we call you when you're not <laughs> A thousand here. angels screaming at the top of their lungs. Really angry they angels. Really, really are. It is a, a pleasure to be here at Genghis Cohen, my favorite Chinese food restaurant. I just ate two egg rolls all by myself. I like, skipped breakfast and had... Two orders of their delicious fried chicken pot stickers. Oh wow! So oh, you're playing at uh, Heart, Heart Smart, Smart today. today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> counting calories. Uh, I've pretty much eaten into the next four days. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just just at breakfast. Well, uh, we have uh, with us today uh, a legend who hasn't eaten. Uh, a man oh, who hasn't eaten. I have yet. not eaten. Oh no. god! Well, we should get you something to eat. No, I'm good. We, Are you sure you don't yeah, want some egg rolls or something? No, I never, I never really eat while I'm working. Okay. All right. Well. And I never work while I'm eating. <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do both. It balances out. It really does. Yes. His mother told him you have to wait half an hour after eating before you start working. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, it's very, very exciting before you go to swimming in the you. pool of sharks that are so busy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got Maurice LaMarche here. Yes. Come on. Maurice LaMarche is here? Oh, wait, that was the guy who was talking whose voice nobody recognized. By the way, you mentioned swimming Because I pool never of speak like this, yes. Uh, I, for one, cannot wait to see Michael Phelps race a shark. That's like my what? highlight of July. What are you July. talking about? You didn't that hear about happening? that? No. Michael Phelps, for Shark Week on Discovery, is going to race a great white shark in the ocean. Man's wow. an idiot. I think they should make it so the winner gets to eat the loser. Yeah, I was going to say. And that way you know yeah. they're both going to try really hard. Yeah, a nice, yeah. a nice, a nice bowl of uh, Michael Finn soup ought to be. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess for sharks that would be like the Michael Speedo yeah. soup. Yeah, but I'm just like I'm yeah. excited. It's like not I going love to win it against a great white shark. Like, I mean, he's good for a man, but you know. Yeah. I loved it when. Uh, did you ever watch Man vs. Beast back in the day? Where they had like the it was like Justin Gatlin, the sprinter raced against a giraffe, and they had Kobayashi eating against a bear. <laughs> and they had like people competing. They had a, uh, it was like a hundred little people in a tug of war with an elephant. No, that, it's, that, that I remember. I remember that, the commercial for that. So yeah. does does the human ever win these competitions? Uh, lost the race of the giraffe, lost the eating contest against the bear, but they beat the elephant in tug of war. Wow! Never underestimate little, little people. people. Yeah. yeah, little people. They've got a lot going for them. Um, Maurice, you, <laughs> the little and people I... are still going to be standing alone at the end of this <laughs> yes. this yeah. next contest as yeah. the only winners. Uh, Maurice, oh, you and I are from the same uh, place. We are both from Ontario, Canada. We are from mm-hmm. the same province. Uh, yes. Yeah, you're you from, hail from Toronto. You're from you? Toronto. I'm from London, Ontario. From London. But I did mm-hmm. live in Toronto a little bit when I was sure. a kid. Is yeah. that where you were? Where you grew up? Was in Toronto, uh, I, Ontario? Yeah, most of my memories are Toronto. A little bit of. Ottawa, none of Timmins, which is where all my family is from. <laughs> I have almost no memory of Timmins, but that's where the LaMarche name is most Sure. <laughs> yeah, that makes, that makes yes. sense. I've three uncles and many, many cousins. So you're of the, the Timmins LaMarches. I am of the Timmins <laughs> LaMarches. Ah, yes. Oh, yes, the Timmins LaMarches. <laughs> Timmins, you... Ontario is a very, very small town. Well, it's actually becoming a... It's actually disqualified as a city recently, but it's... I really like it there. Small place. Uh, oh, yeah. Sh- Shania Twain, home to Shania Twain and the yeah. guy who plays the brain. Says yeah. right on as you drive into the city. <laughs> I love it. No, not really. 
but no, okay. But, uh, but she's from there, yeah. Soon, soon, <laughs> soon. Yes. Did you work? After in, I'm dead. Did you work in uh, in the business in Canada before you came out here, or did? Oh you yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, that's where I kind of got the hubris to to come here. I I I, I worked in uh, I worked in I started at Yuck Yucks Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, yeah, you started in stand up. In stand up, right? Um, I started actually. I opened the club. I did one night on open mic night when it was still in like the community center uh, on Church Street. And then they closed and built their own club. And the opening night of that club, I had done, as I said, one good open mic night and he made me a regular. Wow. And yeah, which wow. shows how low the expectations were in Toronto, Canada for stand-up comedy. For those of you not in comedy, that's a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Here in Canada, it was, well, actually, you know what? I had the same luck here. Yeah. I think I just, I think I just. Did you get passed by Mitzi right away? I got passed. First showcase, she made me a regular. There you oh, go. Crap. And that's, that's why I moved down here. Oh, my God. Because wow. apparently that doesn't happen all that often. But, no. No. But I was working three years in Canada already. So I was, mm-hmm. I was better than open, open mic night material for the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But probably, you know, I, I had a ways to go. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah. And believe me, I didn't get like 8 p.m. spots. I was. Yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah. 2 a.m., yeah. <clears throat> you know. Uh, Cooling them down after Kinnison. Who's around right. at the at the store at the time? Well, I mean, you mentioned Sam. Kinnison and Sam. Sam was there. You know, I'd gone after Sam to take take the audience down. That so is could, a tough know, spot. Home. Yeah. How do you follow Sam Kinnison? What you, what can you say? You can't because you're exhausted from yeah. laughing. You know, I would watch. I first time I ever saw him do that beast f thing that he mm-hmm. does. Can we swear on this? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Say whatever you want. So yeah. the, he he used to do this thing called beast fuck that he dropped once he became. Uh, you know, a big star, but because it was a lot of work. But he literally <laughs> used to do a handstand on the very low standing tables, mm-hmm. you know, against, oh, against yeah. the stage, yeah. and just send his feet flying ba- back behind him so you could literally see the soles of his shoes, mm-hmm. and then wham down onto the stage, and then back up again, <laughs> wham down onto the stage. And he would just go, I will be I am beast fucking you. Ow, ow, ow. And it was like, holy you, shit. You fell off your stool. If you were sitting at the bar, which is where I'd wait to go on, and I, and I was sober at the time too, but I'd fall off the stool laughing at this guy. He was, <laughs> he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then wow. he would sleep there. He was the doorman, mm-hmm. and yeah. he would, you know, he'd close up, and I'd say, "You want to go get coffee?" He'd say, nah, Maurice, I gotta close up, and uh, I sleep here. So yeah, this is. Uh, wow. See you later. I gotta, I gotta lock the door behind me. I don't have a key. I just locked myself in. <laughs> wow! He started that tradition of yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the only yeah. place. He, when he moved here, he lost everything. So yeah. uh, he got taken in a divorce very badly. So um, really, never showed in his comedy. No. <laughs> <laughs> you ever That's, thought he'd tell some jokes about that? When you when you were growing up, were there uh, people in your family that were doing voices and 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 doing funny? My stuff, mother or? was exceptional at voices mm-hmm. and and doing. Um, she, but you know, she knew anybody famous. But she would, she had a, you know, all these friends. And if she was ever recreating a conversation, what uh, you know, what her French friend Noella had said, and then, and then what her her Jewish friend Estelle had said, she'd play all the characters as she recounted, you know, as she was gossiping. And wow. she had a phenomenal ear for accents and that type of thing. And then my dad, terrible ear for accents, uh, although he did a bang-on French-Canadian because, well, he was a bang-on French-Canadian. Right. Although when he was in broadcasting, uh, he learned to drop the accent to speak English and spoke mm-hmm. a very mellifluous, 
deep-voiced, uh, you know, way of speaking English. But um, what my dad had was he had a very dry sense of humor. So from my mom, mm-hmm. I picked up the ability to do impressions. From my dad, I had that kind of arched eyebrow, looking askance at everything, things that inform curmudgeonly characters like the brain. That's right. everything. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, so there's there was stuff going on within the family dynamic. My brother, Paul, is actually very good at voices as well, but he just doesn't have that urge to perform. But he, is, he actually does a, he does a, a Muhammad Ali that's perfect, and his, his Tony Soprano is bang on. I can't, wow. I can't nail Tony Soprano, but mm-hmm. my brother Paul has got Tony Soprano down perfect. And <laughs> nice. my brother Jason does the belch puke sound <laughs> that I've become a bit known for, for, you know, in films like Elf and the, for in uh, Animaniacs, The Great Wackerati. Uh, mm-hmm. But what, my what brother is, can do it with what is even the, more resonance, and you can—you'd swear you can actually hear chunks of, <laughs> of you know, beef. Can, or can you do it for us? Yes. I can't do Jason's because I can't do better than mm-hmm. just like just when they used to show you color television commercials on your shitty color television when you were a yes. kid. It's like, what's sure. the point of showing me this? Yeah. I'm, I'm watching it on a shitty color. So the RCA, you know, I mm-hmm. don't know how much better it is than the Zenith because I'm watching on a Zenith. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Here's my Bert Belch puke, which is good enough to get paid for. <laughs> oh my God! Amazing! Amazing! That'll oh get my. you out of school. <laughs> I get paid for doing this. <laughs> How did you learn that you can do that? It was the strangest thing. I folded up a plastic puke. You know, my dad used to take us on the weekends to this little corner convenience store that had that, that had a little the spinny, mm-hmm. cent yeah, thing had a little gags, spinny magic uh, tricks, thing and, of magic tricks, mm-hmm. jokes, yeah. gags. I wish they still had those for kids now. Yep, um, and you know? uh, I used to buy a you know a joke a week and the joy buzzer and this. And yeah, the, and I the bought the a whoopee cushion at my laundromat exactly. for fifty yes, cents the other exactly. day. Yeah. Oh yeah, the little so, smoking machine. monkey. Remember and that? The, yep, yep. And this was the plastic puke, and I folded the plastic puke up in my hand, and I was gonna do you know try to get sent to the nurse's office as a. As a prank (laughs) in the fifth grade. And so I folded it up, and as I was dropping it, I thought, i got to come up with a good sound effect for this, otherwise she's not going to buy it. And that's just what came out. I just got to turn my tongue inside out, Mm -hmm. puffed out my cheeks, and did this Tuvan rasp, and just (laughs) and and out it came. It hit the floor, and I I got sent to the (laughs) nurse's office. Halfway down the hall, when she noticed it was plastic puke, I made a veer to the principal's office. Yes. It was like she said, no, no, you're yeah. not going to the nurse. Go to the principal. Go to the principal, young man. Yeah. <laughs> we used to do that. Buy with, with the uh, puke. We had plastic poop when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And uh, my, my mom used to take it and put it in a little jewelry box. And uh, and then she would give it to people at the holidays, nice. and they, they'd open up this present inside. On the you'd unwrap the bow, and inside would be a big plastic piece of shit. Lovely. That yeah. explains my birthday present this year. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so uh, you mentioned that your father was in broadcasting. What did he, he do? He was uh, a newscaster, and a, he did weather news. Uh, some sports. He started in Timmins, a little town, mm-hmm. you know, that little that small town I talked about, and a little, little uh, uh, TV radio station there. Uh, he was doing that when I was born. And then he was transferred to the Ottawa station, really? which was CBC, a CBC affiliate. Stephen, you'll know this being Canadian, what the of CBC course. is, yeah. mm-hmm. Canadian Broadcorp and Castration. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was, uh, he, he did um, 
on the French side mm-hmm. of the CBC, the news, sports, and weather. He did the whole show himself at six thirty. Yeah, at six thirty to seven. But from six to six thirty on the very same set, they do the English version, and the two guys that were doing that were uh, Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm was doing the sports and weather, wow. and Peter Jennings was doing the news. Wow. This Man, was in 1960, God. I think, three or four. I'm not sure. That's an amazing So they were, they were all in the makeup room together, <laughs> and one of these things was not like the others. My yeah. dad decided broadcasting wasn't for him and dropped out like the next year and became a pharmaceutical salesman. Mm-hmm. But Jennings and, and Trebek went on to good things. So he'd step into their set and do the whole show, again, in French, backwards and in high heels, from 6.30 <laughs> oh to 7 God. on the French channel, Man. that same set. Wow. Yeah. wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. So, uh, what was your first like job, jo- like first uh, big, like big, like first like paid TV gig? Paid gig, yeah. On TV or I, like I did, I did stand up comedy while in high school and got forty bucks at mm-hmm. a hoedown. Nice. In a barn. God. Who books really? that? Yeah, yeah. Who books? Like that's more yeah. than I get. Paid that sounds like bucks. a great gig. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it, it took me the whole week to make that at my part-time job cleaning mm-hmm. the bakery. Yeah. at Loblaws Grocery Store. <laughs> so yes, I, I I just went show business I for me. Loblaws Grocery sure. Store, of course. You know who the spokesman for Loblaws Grocery Store who? was? Was William Shatner. Get out of here! <laughs> because of Loblaws, more than the price is right, but buy. Gosh, <laughs> the price is right. That was the that was that was his gig. Oh my god, that was his gig. Melted when I was in high my school. brain. So uh, yeah, it was the very first gig, very first payment I ever got was forty dollars for doing stand up at a hoedown in a barn in the dead of winter in, in just a little north of Toronto. Oh my God, yeah. that's the best. Yeah. So how long did you do stand-up in My Canada? music teacher, Mr. Ken Jones, got me that one, yeah. So you were there for doing stand-up, you said, for about three years, and then you came to L.A.? Yeah, I did five it? minutes, and then, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, then, and then Yuck Yucks opened up, and uh, you know, I was do, doing regular spots there. And I got, I got a, a weird gig. I got to host a local show um, in, uh, in Toronto called The Class of 78 and Class of 79, and then Class of 80, mm-hmm. Uh, three years we did this show, and it was all high school talent. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was a local show, but one of my guests, and I'm proud to say that, you know, I had the, I, I had the deciding, like I said, you got to put this guy on, he's great, mm-hmm. was Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I'm 19, Jim's 15, mm-hmm. and I'd known Jim from the from the Yuck Yucks yeah. club, yeah. and I was actually there his very first night, and remember the night, he went on very well. And uh, so... I, you know, I told the producer we got to put this guy on, and, and so we had Jim on the show. He was he was the wow. he was the guy who like skyrocketed. Wow. And if you go wow. on Jim's website, you can still see, uh, you can see the set he did and me with my Eric Estrada helmet hair. Oh wow! <laughs> in nineteen seventy nine, introducing him. Yeah. Oh my god! That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. an incredible thing. Do yeah. you uh, do you still do stand up? Like do you still? No, I've not. Out? I've not done stand up. God, in a very long time. I think the last time I really did stand-up was 1994. And uh, it was just, you know, I had this, and not to get morbid, but I had this run of about five years, uh, 1992, excuse Mm -hmm. me. I confuse the dates sometimes. Mm -hmm. My my mother died on the same date my son was born, but two years before. So so anyway, uh, so June 10th, 1992. And every time, between 1997 and 1992, I lost a lot of people. I lost my dad in a very... tragic way um he was murdered by his best friend i lost my sister two years later in a in a fatal car crash 
and you know, and then my mom in '92. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of loss in a short period of time, yeah. and I just wasn't thinking about making people laugh, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And I thank God I still had the cartoon thing, and I never really climbed back out of it. I remember my mother died, but I had a gig opening for Howie Mandel like as soon as I got back, and it was just it just took everything I could just to walk out on that stage and do yeah. material. Oh yeah, and yeah. and I just I just kind of hung it up at that point. Now I think to myself, I would I wish I'd pushed myself and. And gone a little further, and you know, maybe taken a year off, and then and then gotten back. Remember, I uh, I did stand up the night my father died, and I had a gig, and I was just like, he would have wanted me to go to work. And right. I showed up, and right. I said I was going to be here, so I showed up, and I just did the gig. But it was it was kind of rough. Like you know, you're sitting there, and you've got all kinds of other stuff going through sure. your head, and it's it's tough to do. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. Arsenio Hall um, told me that he he also worked the night his father died. He got the news, and he still went, went on at the store. Yeah, you know, um, it's just I guess it's a it's a man boy. You know, this is where the men leave the boys kind of a thing. I guess I was still too much of a boy, Uh, but I just the shock of it being a murder and and then losing my sister. I was going to say a lot of it has to do with circumstance and not so much all of it. Your grit, yeah. But it's also it was also like those three very very intense losses in such a short period of time. Yeah. So the other thing too is is that uh, if you're a creative person and an actor voiceover actor and uh you know you, you're a comedian you do all these uh, you do a lot of different things um if you're getting the creative outlet doing something else mm-hmm. and then that that helps that helps too right. a little bit i think too. that's i think that's true and yeah. i did i never did you know let the let the voiceover stuff the voice acting slide yeah um Regardless of where you know my personal difficulties took me, when I just, when you, you know, you depression got the, and as far as the business goes, you got out at the right time because like you were here in Los Angeles in the eighties from the early eighties up until the early nineties. That's the comedy boom, yeah. and a lot of stuff dried up around the time you got out. Like I it suppose it did in away. terms of playing comedy clubs around mm-hmm. town, yeah. you know, yeah. in the country. Um, you know, so I mean, I'm very, very listen. I. I'm the luckiest guy on the planet that, that this voiceover thing opened up for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very, it's got a lot of longevity to it. If you don't, if you don't screw up really badly, yeah. you know, like punch out a producer or something like <laughs> right. that, you can, you can work this thing forever. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. I, and I have, I've managed to keep going and having, and have had a studio to go to a couple three times a week for like 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. That's you know? Son of a bitch. I, I mean, I, I think in my own way, I've won the lottery, but I took like the 26 annual payments instead of the lump sum, yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm very happy because, you know, had I gone, let's say, you know, in some fantasies, let's some alternate universe, uh, you know, I'd gotten a sitcom and I was on it for four years mm-hmm. playing the best friend and, you know, I'd saved a few million bucks doing that yeah. and then never worked again. Well, the money would be running out right about now. Yeah. And I'd also have been incredibly bored and, you know, never, never got another job. Maybe. People coming up going, say that catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Say, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's like it could have worked out that Come way. Come on, Gary. And I like have some. I like having some place to go. And well, now we're going to write that yeah. show for you. Thank you. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so what was? The, but it, yeah, uh, sorry, like it, it reminded me of a thing when you were talking about how you know you found your niche and all of it. Uh, do you get mobbed? Do you get recognized a lot or anything no, like that? No, it's Isn't perfect. That great? It's perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never get recognized. You get all the benefits of being famous. You know what happens <laughs> you know? is that people, if I pay for something at like, like definitely like at the Geek Squad mm-hmm. or the Apple Store, yeah. mm-hmm. this is these are my people. And they looked, occasionally it's happened where they've looked down at my credit card, seen the name and go, 
are you that Maurice LaMarche? And then I go, yes. <laughs> and we have that little moment, you know, where... Wow. Yeah, that's great. So, so oh, I, I love but, that. Uh, that's awesome. Facially, with, with the... With the it's uh, like having a secret identity. Yeah, with the internet, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, my face is out there more than it ever had been. Sure. And once in a very great while, somebody will spot me. But most, for the most part, mm-hmm. it's just fine. You know? Yeah. Because I used to think I wanted that until some of my friends started getting famous. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's just basically, it amounts to interrupted dinners. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're out at a restaurant with John Lovitz and... <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like it stops and people come, oh, hello, mm-hmm. how, yeah, I'm sure. Here you go, here's the, aren't you too young to remember you from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> you know, it's a five-year-old girl. And yeah. you know, right. I remember once this happened. Yeah. And, you know, he's, anyway. But, you know, that's, wow. that's really, you know, all it comes down to. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with the way mm-hmm. things have well, worked I remember uh, Bill Murray saying that people ask him, like, how do you get rich and famous? He's like, try just being rich. You'll be a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. than, you know? It's true. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Hey, so uh, Matt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as always, I, I brought a bottle of Fireball whiskey to yeah. the show because Fireball time. is the best. It's the best. It makes every show better. It makes everything better, man. It makes dates better. It makes dancing better. Mm-hmm. It makes podcasts better. Mm-hmm. It makes shows better. It makes stand-up better. It makes dealing with your family better. It yeah. makes uh, crying better. It's so much better. I love, I love it. I'm going to drink some right now. And you know what? If I hold the bottle up, you can actually hear the Fireball whiskey you talking. can't hear a talk. Yes, you can. I'll take the lid off. All Hang right. on. Okay, now I'm going to hold it up. You can hear. Steven! Steven! Yep, that's, Steven! That's the fireball. Whoa. That's in the bottle. I want to be inside you. Oh, all right. <laughs> Steven! Hey, fireball. How are you? I'm so horny, Steven. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you are. All right, now I let's... I want to do it with your stomach. Uh, well, get, in, get on in there. I'm going to drink you down, right. baby. Here we go. Yeah, swallow it. Yeah. Get in there. Ooh, oh, how does yeah. it how's it feel in my stomach? It feels so good. Yeah? Oh, my God. Oh, so good. Hey, who's making all that racket? Oh, God, there's another man in here. Uh, Steven, oh, you yeah. are. How much uh, stuff do you wait, have in your stomach? Who's in my stomach? Who is that? He looks so handsome. Oh, that's Gary. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Don't you remember? Gary asked if he could. Uh, I slipped sta- down an onion ring last week, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he needed a place to stay. Yeah. Uh, I'm Airbnb-ing my stomach, stomach right definitely, now. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, Gary, how is it in there with the... Uh, it's good, bro. I'm not. I'm not ready to blow out anytime soon, man. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna hang out in here for a while. I hope you don't mind hanging out with Fireball Whiskey. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be great. We're gonna party together. We're gonna give him ulcers together. Yeah. Aren't we? <laughs> oh my God. Hey, what's hey. kidney stone? Scary. Let's, go. Let's do a what's sloppy in, seconds. Let's be get revenge you. for him eating us, even though we want him to. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just kind of rolling inside. Oh, I think you should go see a doctor, Stephen. I probably should. <laughs> uh, guys, Fireball Whiskey, it makes everything better. All right, let's get back to the show. So how did you get started in the voiceover game? Like, you came to L.A., you're doing stand-up, and then how did you transition that into well, doing voices on cartoons? I had done two cartoons up in Canada, but that didn't really you know, follow me down here. Mm-hmm. Um, stand-up comedy, in both cases, though, led me to it. I got spotted at Yuck Yucks, and I did these two cartoons for Nelvana Films. That are st- you can see them on YouTube now. One's called Easter Fever. Uh, it was mm-hmm. it starred Garrett Morris from oh, when yeah. he was on Saturday oh, Night yeah. Live, but also John Candy mm-hmm. and Catherine O'Hara uh, from from uh, Second City when when mm-hmm. they were just starting out, and then um, got down here. Was doing stand up a few years 
at the store, and a lady named Nina Nissenholtz, who was at the time with the William Morris Agency and had mm-hmm. actually created the voiceover department. They had mm-hmm. no like purely voiceover department. They just took calls for voiceovers from their clients and sent them out. But she created the action, like where you could audition in a, in a studio in her office. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to start sending you out on stuff. And I said, well, I've been told that that's a closed door. But okay. Because I, ha- I was with one of the biggest agencies. Um, I won't name them. Uh, but I was with them for just on-camera commercials. And I asked to meet the voiceover agent on this when I was with this purely commercial agency. They said, no, no, no. She's, she's already got, and she he named... She, you know, two big voiceover mm-hmm. actors, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, we, we, she's, it's a closed door. And now that agency literally begs me. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you sure you're, you sure you're not happy where you are? Because we'd love to. But um, it went for my for time with William Morris. It was it was Nina sent me out for on auditions for a year before I got my first job, mm-hmm. and and I was like, well, I guess I'm screwing up, but I'll, I'll go. But I guess I'm not doing it right, and I still had stand up comedy keeping me mm-hmm. happy. Yeah, and. Uh, and I got one call for uh, something called The Littles, and another one mm-hmm. for something called Wolf Rock TV. I watched which The was, Littles. Well, yeah, I was yeah. in one episode of that. Yeah. One one episode of Wolf Rock TV with Wolfman Jack. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I totally remember that show. And yeah. then suddenly Inspector Gadget, where I played mm-hmm. the chief in the second season. They moved the show from Canada down here, and yet they got stuck with a Canadian no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so there I was playing the chief in the second season and learning, working alongside Don Adams. Who That's was amazing. Smart. Oh, yeah. God. And he had nothing but these fantastic stories about the making of Get Smart, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it was just like like I had my own DVD, you know, extras <laughs> across the room. Right I mean, I'll never forget the time Rickles and I were chained to a wall. <laughs> and they left us there during lunch because we couldn't stop laughing and we blew all our takes in the morning. <laughs> when they came back, we were still laughing. <laughs> you know? So it was just great to have that. That's amazing. And it just kind of snowballed from there because that's what voiceovers, you know, voiceovers like that. Once they... Mm-hmm. Here, there's a new guy, and he's good, and he shows up on time, and all that. You know, the work just keeps coming. It's yeah. it's, it's the, the closest thing to a meritocracy in in show business that you can get to. Yeah, where just you do you do a good job, and they actually. Now, did you have more. a regular like day job here in L.A. at that time? I worked a few day jobs. I was never good enough uh, uh, to, to to be a waiter. <laughs> like I applied yeah. for waiter jobs, never got them. I think they saw you know klutz. You know, so well, I, usually I tripped on the way into the yeah. restaurant or something. I don't know, but I, they just, I, I never got a waiter job. What I mostly did was telephone sales, mm-hmm. you know, that way here. And it was the, also one of the only things you could do under the table because I was a Canadian without, oh, didn't have papers. without papers until oh. the beginning. You did not have I the did papers. Not have any papers. <laughs> so I did telephone sales and, uh, you know, I had one of those back in the days when you get a, a banking only social security number. Mm-hmm. And, wow. uh, you know, so, yeah. So you were that. an illegal immigrant? I was an illegal immigrant. I was a <laughs> snowback. So was I. Yes. So was I. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, we, we were illegal aliens till I was well, 17, like 17, right? 17 years old. Yeah. 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 And uh, my, because my father had lied to my entire family. He said that, that he was from Florida. And so our entire family thought that we had our green cards and were legal to work what? for our whole lives. <laughs> what? For our whole lives until, until they got divorced. And then around 15 years old, uh, my, uh, for, like 14, 15, um, my mom, uh, I, I got offered a job on a, in a play that was like an equity play. And I, went, I wanted to go do it. And uh, it was a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. And he was like, no son of mine is doing any of that gay theater and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, 
of course I'm going to go do that. I've, I've been doing theater my whole life. Like, you you know yeah. I, I lo- I'm, I'm a musical theater guy. Like, that's, right. that's what I do. And he was like, no, 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 you're not doing it, you're not doing it. And then uh, we tried to go find, like, find my uh, papers to go do it. And then we looked it up and it was like, my mom was like, wait a second. He was born in uh, in Montreal, Canada, not born in Florida. <laughs> I love that and he tried now, to cover up now, his lie with homophobia. How's, how's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Really how's the therapy going? Hey, oh, know. yeah, God. Took a long... <laughs> has, I, I bet. Seven it's, years, geez. six years, seven he, years He of needs therapy. much, much more. Screen. I do need more. Yeah, I do need a lot Your more Your therapist therapy. quit. He did quit. He fired you. He did fire yeah. me. Well, his therapist quit because he found he, he finally came clean and said, listen, I can't practice therapy. I was born in, <laughs> in Vancouver, yeah. BC. And, and I'm your father. Yeah, right. <laughs> he literally did. I liter- no, no joke. Literally, uh, oh, I had a therapist and I, I uh, You took your sister one, one time. Oh, God. Yeah. And then it was over. He was like, that's too much. Yeah, he was like, yeah. it's, a hard, he was like it's a hard pass. You're oversharing. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, we're oversharing at this point. He's really? Like, we're done wow. working together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's life. That sounds like a sitcom opening. Like, I took yeah. my sister to therapy. The first... No. No. no yeah, he was like, we're good here. We're done. <laughs> we're, done. <laughs> we're done working together. That's the name of the show. That's <laughs> the show. That's the show. We're done here. And Maurice and the wacky the neighbor wacky comes neighbor. in. <laughs> and the wacky neighbor who comes in. Whoa, yeah. I got a new therapist for you, my boy. <laughs> Steve, you won't believe it. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, do you do voice matching as well? Is that a, a, something you, you've you've done? Yeah, yeah. Every now and again, yeah. like uh, I've I've done three of Lovitz's pictures. I worked with him on the Critic. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to do do his voice fairly well. Yeah. And so when he doesn't feel like you know, doing his own looping, he goes, you know, get Maurice Lamar. She does me. He does me pretty good. And you know, uh, he can loop me. I'm busy <laughs> opening my comedy club. So amazing. Yeah. That's well, amazing. well, well, well. So uh, yeah, so I've that's I've done, like I've that's done. that's spot on. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's you, incredible. Can you, you, you do work anyone, with anyone else from the cast of the critic? Oh, the critic. Oh gosh, like Charles Napier. Or any oh, of I love guys. Charles. I don't know if I could do Charles. I tried to do Charles a, a couple years I didn't ago. Mean to put I you on the might spot. be able to. Well, Jay, yeah, my voice is getting. See, my voice is getting deep. Whoa, <laughs> oh, I hate critics. Wait a second, it's becoming Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Ooh, I hate Jay Sherman. <laughs> no, I, I, still, I still don't. Have, totally different show, I but still don't just have. as good. <laughs> you know? I still don't have a good Charles. Charles <laughs> was one. What was one of a kind, though? What a voice he had! I, God, I remember you know, Jay. Uh, I could run for president against Donald Trump. I don't. I we kind of predicted him. Donald Trump on the critic because yeah. we had a billionaire, you know, blonde guy running for yeah. running for office. So funny. I just recall his character not tipping once in in Mexico. And jumping immediately on a donkey and riding off, going, "I don't pay for nothing." <laughs> and I laughed for a solid ten minutes. God, that was a funny show. It was a God, great, it was great so show. So good. We would all love for that show to come back. It know, was one of those. Al was just a little it. busy though, running this other thing. <laughs> Sim- Stimson, Stimson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. Something yeah. like that. It'll yeah. never last. Nah. Uh, what What is the What is the show that you get? Uh, the most like recognized for the people that like, come to you the most for is it is it uh, Animaniacs and Pinky and the I Brain? I would say it's a, it's an even split between Pinky and the Brain and Futurama. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. um, the audiences for those shows are I mean enormous and oh, Animaniacs is it's it's oh. the Lying Squad. They caught me again. <laughs> no, I'm not on those shows. I'm not even Maurice Lamarche. Take me away, officers. I'm <laughs> your Glickman. Would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling Glickman kids. No, I, I would say. Seriously, it's 
Yeah, I don't even know if that was those sirens. I don't think the mic, but I had I had to cover it anyway. We'll add it in special effects later. Was Futurama? Were you? Like what? Like what was that like working on a show like that? And that's an enormous show too. It really, it really was. Like I was amazed I made the cut, and actually, mm-hmm. I I hadn't made the cut as of episode one. Um, Billy, I mean, mm-hmm. it went. They recorded it. I asked my agent, "Did I get it?" No, no. I mean, Billy West is doing all the voices. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, all right. Well, I love Billy, and I've known mm-hmm. Billy since nineteen eighty-seven, and. Uh, but they had a different Fry and a different Leela. Really? And after they recorded the pilot, they realized that they wanted somebody go, that was going to go broader than, than, than the actor that they had. Mm-hmm. So they made Billy Fry. Yeah. Well, now he was paying, playing like four main characters, including mm-hmm. the absolute main character of the show. Yeah. So that's when they said, well, we're going to need another utility voice guy. Let's let's. Let's let's have that Lamarche guy. Yeah. Uh, get that Lamarche guy. He came in second, <laughs> and so you know, I, I, back uh, when Dudley Moore yeah. was running the uh-huh. studio. <laughs> are, you, are you an impressionist? Jesus, I forgot. I just I was doing great with you. Um, so I got I got uh, put on the show as uh, as uh, you know a recurring character, and as we went along, Matt just kept you know plugging me into new characters. And mm-hmm. who's your I, favorites that you that you played on there? It's tough to call. I mean, I have a real soft spot for Lieutenant Kiff Croker mm-hmm. because he's all of us. Yes. Especially now that Trump did you is do president. The, uh, did you oh. do the hedonism bot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yes, I had my bottom dipped repeatedly in a vat of the finest creams and oils to prepare. <laughs> um, I love I loved Kiff. I love Calculon. Did you do Nixon? Uh, no, that was Billy. That was Billy. Okay. Billy is Nixon's yeah. dad. But we all kind of, it's funny, we all rib uh, you know, each other by doing our, everybody else's yeah. characters. And Billy's characters are the broadest, so they're the, they're the easiest for us to do. Yeah. So we all go, arrow. <laughs> you know, and we'll all go, oh, what about Zoidberg? Oh, my, yes. You know, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just goof on Billy's characters. But we're all, because we're all so jealous of him. Yeah. yeah. But, um, the, the, I, I have I love Lur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lur, ruler of the planet Omicron Percy I eight. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's you know, he's all bluster and yeah, he is somewhat destructive. Yeah, a little bit. But he's got this soft side that I just, you know <laughs> he's just <laughs> given me some of the biggest laughs. Like I couldn't get through the day that I had to say, Ooh, there was something in that hippie. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are Huge, <laughs> and they can touch anything but themselves. <laughs> no, wait. And then they, you, see, you see the animation; he touches his hands, and they just cracked me up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know; it's hard to pick a favorite. But so, have it. you seen that? Uh, I think it's a Kickstarter of like a live action future yes. drama. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what? I did. I did not see the whole thing. I saw the trailer for it. I admire those guys so much because I actually wrote I them and said, "Listen, if you want me to sub any of the voices on this, mm-hmm. I will." I will do it. And oh, they, they awesome. were like, no, we want to do it ourselves. And wow. I understand it came out really terrific, everybody playing oh, all the characters. Because if, you know, yeah. it, it, I, I would they, have been a ringer. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, mm-hmm. They wouldn't have gotten the same satisfaction out of it. They shot that across the street from Loot Crate in oh, a, in a warehouse that was not a soundstage and mm-hmm. built every single inch of that set. 
All I yeah, saw like, was like a yeah. few of the masks at Comic Con, and I was like, "Holy cow!" This yeah. is oh, they they were they, uh, they invited the uh, ship. The they invited crazy. us down to 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 the set. I unfortunately was on a day where I absolutely couldn't because yeah. uh, I was con- committed to another work project. Mm-hmm. But David Cohn went down. And he was absolutely amazed, just blown away by it. You know, uh, you know one I, I have to bring up because it was a, a Animaniacs was a huge part of my childhood because it's where I I started learning. That's to where do you learned voices. the names of the fifty states. I, did, I learned the fifty states watching it. And also, how learned English? Canada, Mexico, Panama. I'll, I'll leave that to Rob. <laughs> and we've had. Uh, I have the parts of the brain though, so yeah. that's. Good. Oh yeah, we had Jess Harnell, Jess Harnell on the yeah. show to talk, and Rob Paulson and me worked together at Nickelodeon. Yeah, I I love everybody involved in that show. So do I. However. Your character on that show, you doing brain on on there, uh, and you doing other characters. You did all sorts of different characters. Yes, my friend. <laughs> well, I and yeah, doing, I was doing also Orson. Squid the Pigeon. Oh my god! As far back I as I can remember, I'd always <laughs> wanted to be a good feather. <laughs> oh yeah, what yeah. A, what a genius man. Now the brain is sort of based on Orson Welles. Is that what you're going That's for? That's sort of completely based on yeah. Orson Welles. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no bones about it. I saw the the sketch they did of him. They, they had it at the audition. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought, oh, they've drawn Orson Welles for me because they know I do Orson Welles at yeah. every opportunity. Mm-hmm. If there's ever any dead airspace in the studio, I immediately go into the frozen peas rant. <laughs> yes, that outtake yes. That, yeah. that's you know. That Would you do a tiny bit of the frozen peas for us? Only at the drop of a hat. Here we go. <clears throat> now, what is it you want in your depths of your ignorance? What is it you want? Whatever it is you want, I can't deliver because I just don't see it. In July? No, you don't really mean every July. Of course it's every July. It's in July. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Meaningless. I think all they were thinking about us and they didn't want... He isn't thinking. Could we have one last one? It was my fault. I said in July. If you could leave every July. You didn't say it. He said it. Your friend. Every July. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. My favorite so, part in there is that your friend. Your friend. <laughs> Just the accusation. The implied gay relationship. <laughs> oh, my Which God. Which in the 1970s was you know, such a horrible thing to oh, do. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now you, I'm sure you can do the other one, the the William Shatner sabotage. Ah. Uh, please don't tell me how to do it. <laughs> it sickens me. Zulu. Chekhov. Spock sabotaged the system. Spock restored the atmosphere. Spock sabotaged the system. I wish I knew what to do. Observations, Mr. Spock. Uh, Bill, that line, sabotage, could you pronounce it sabotage? I don't say sabotage. You say sabotage. I say sabotage. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) The please don't tell me how to do a thing was what he said to the director. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. Please don't tell me how to do it. It sickens me. Oh, Oh, my God. what a fantastic thing yeah. to hear! So funny. Did you? Did you? Uh, went on Animaniacs? Did you? Willie me- Slapper. Meet, uh, did you meet Spielberg during that time? Did I you? did. Yeah, he threw two very nice parties to celebrate the show. He had a he had a very soft spot for the show. I mean, he really loved it, and he like took out the the friggin' Warner Brothers backlot, mm-hmm. and like there had to have been five hundred people at this thing, and he gave away you know wacko hats like we all got red. You know, turned around, they were built to be put on your head, turned around. Oh, cool! And uh, and and Stephen was wearing one. And the remarkable thing about him is he's an extremely nice guy. 
But there were two years in between the parties. And at the second party, he actually like remembered what we talked about at the party two nice. years before with Whoa. all that had gone on in between. Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of memory. It makes you feel like you're literally the only person in the room. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's great. Jess Harnell told us a story that he, uh, when, he, when he met Steven Spielberg at, what, at the first party, he said to him something like, uh, how much money do you have in your wallet right now? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Jess question. Yeah, and then Spielberg was like, a lot. <laughs> and they just both laughed about it. And Rob Paulson was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Why would you ask him a question like that? Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, Stephen, how much money do you have in your wallet right now? What about uh, what about Tiny Toon Adventures? Can we talk about a little Tiny Toon Adventures? Sure, we're tiny, uh, we're tuning. Who, we're who all did, a little loony. Who did you do on Tiny Toon Adventures? Oh, bunny, yummy, oh, dizzy, love pizza rolls. <laughs> and I, that was dizzy probably devil. the first place I did... Orson Welles was, he was Orson Welles, and he did a, <laughs> he did an episode teaching about tune physics, mm-hmm. and it covered all the things like how long the hang time the coyote has mm-hmm. in the air before he oh, he yeah. can't fall until he realizes he's in midair, you know that all that <laughs> stuff. He uh, so that was the first time I think I ever really employed the Orson voice, um, but uh, but so yeah, Tiny Tunes. I just did you know anything and everything that they threw at me there. I was just so thrilled to be on it. You also uh, were on The Tick, which is one of the greatest yeah. animated mm-hmm. shows yep. of all time. Yep, that was that was um, right. Art Vitello, who I'd worked with on uh, on Tasmania, mm-hmm. uh, playing Bing Crosby as Taz's father, um, which was a yeah, stroke of that genius. Was a great <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he was great. But so Art brought me on to The Tick, and. I just used all my, all my, you know, any any like backup character that I had. I mean, you know, there was there was a character named uh, the Evil Midnight Bomber. What bombs at midnight? My favorite <laughs> and episode Sam, of that show. Sam had just died, and I just felt like this was like my way of, you know, it was written in such such intense yeah. gibberish <laughs> that I just thought Sam's in, Sam's intensity would work for the characters. Like I wanted to somehow keep him alive. So he's like, yeah, baby, yeah, bad is good, wrong is right. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> I am the evil midnight bomber. What bombs at midnight? <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, of course, that was the, that the human, the it. human, uh, what was it? What was he called? The, uh, the human bullet? No, there no, was no. a bunch of different human. <laughs> was I, uh, the, the deadly bulb. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really pig leg. He had yeah. a pig for a leg, but he, <laughs> he also had something to do with a bulb in his head. Yeah. You got look. Uh, you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of credits on IMDb, but mm-hmm. uh, every you see one every once in a while, and you just go, "Oh, I don't know what this is." Uh, uh, this is interesting. I may not this know either. Like, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you were in a uh, in a video game in 1997 called Star Warped. It was an interactive Star Wars oh, parody yeah. activity center. What the right. fuck is this? <laughs> and, and you know what? And you were in it. And you were in it with uh, SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. with Tom Kinney Tom. and uh, uh, Brian Posehn. Yeah, I you know I've, I've weird, they sent they sent it to weird. me too. Look at, this, look at the poster for this. Yeah, uh, I remember it, and I can't yet I can't remember what I did in it. Yeah. Star warped. Yes, yeah, definitely. Isn't that like fun and weird. Wow. I love. Oh, I love. Like sometimes you just look in, you're like you're like whoa, I do. This and that. Like, I mean, we can all, you know, we can talk about Freakazoid. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. can we talk about, for a second, Ghostbusters? Pop music? Yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. He's pop, a, pop he music? is a, pop music? 
massive Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, sure. And, and that cartoon was so right because I don't know. This is the one where they were actually the Ghostbusters. Yeah, not this the, is not the, the filmation yeah. one. No, which, God forbid. Which, like, for a year after Ghostbusters, they would play that going like, this is kind of like what you like, isn't it? And every kid I knew was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> why is this? Why would they torture us with well, this? That's why yeah. I, mean, I think that's why we had to call it the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, so. and so then when your show came out, I was like, oh, finally. They're, they're doing something right, yeah. you know? So that was, we were all instructed as we as we read for it not to do impressions of the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I got in there and, you know, I saw the, the model sheet for Egon. And yeah, they, they'd altered him slightly. They'd given him a gigantic, you know, a sort of... Pompadour sort of Pompadour deal. or, you know, was it? The hostess ding dong in the middle of his head. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, vanilla flavored. And, um, but nothing would come to me. I got in there and I, I both froze and freed up at the same time, and I just thought, I just do Ramus, just do yeah. Ramus. Mm-hmm. Don't give them nothing. Don't stand here and go. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I just did Ramus, and you know, dropped yeah. the voice down and said, "This could be extraordinarily dangerous, Peter." And <laughs> and and Michael um, um, Michael Gross came out and said, "All right." You can do it. You can do. You're the only guy that gets to do an impression. So yeah. he liked it so much that he almost booked me on the spot, but he didn't say I was booked on the spot. Oh, nice. So, nice. you know, and you worked with uh, Lorenzo Music. I worked with Lorenzo wow. and 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 Dave, yeah. and I love them both. Um, but uh, you know, I I kind of love what Lorenzo did with the character because he was not he was not trying to be Bill Murray. He was just that's the way Lorenzo talked. You know, he was yeah. he was he was. Mm-hmm. Less Garfield, like Garfield, too, yeah. and more like the Venkman character. But a little yeah. Venkman had more attitude than Lorenzo did, of course. You know, he's a little more lascivious. But um, you know, well, it's he funny was how such the world a treat turned to work where, with. Like then, Bill Murray went on to right? play Garfield. So strange. You know? <laughs> yeah. So strange. Yeah, so weird. And that all came about because of a very unfortunate little incident. It was nobody's fault, but you know, Bill Murray. You know, saw they'd screened a couple of episodes for him and. And there was a party or something like that, and and he said uh, he said offhandedly, "How come uh, I feel bad because I'm <laughs> I'm sort of the reason for it?" He said, "How come uh, Harold's character gets to sound like him and my guy sounds doesn't sound like me?" Oh, so they fell all over themselves to to he hadn't asked for it, but they kind of yeah. wanted to please him. So Lorenzo was out, and they brought in the best Bill Murray impressionist that they knew, which was Coulier because he did him as act. Yeah. And next thing we knew. Dave was on the show. Oh wow! And I loved wow. Dave and had known him for years. And you know, I just, I just, I didn't know the story until years later that this was what had happened. It was just this offhand remark by Bill Murray. He wasn't trying to get anybody fired. Wow. Nobody wanted to get rid of Lorenzo, but they also wanted to please Bill. And and this is the way it all. Well, came and out. it seems like wow. Lorenzo could have done that in his sleep if he'd known that that's what they wanted. You know, <laughs> I, I guess. But you know, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know what it was. You know, it's just yeah, it's Hollywood. Interesting, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I prefer those first, uh, the first half of the series. Well, you know, you we, know. yeah, some 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 people they you know definitely have their their favorite Venkman, you know. Yeah. Um, Arsenio had to leave the show because he got a talk show, so we had a yeah. very <laughs> very fine actor named Buster Jones step into the uh, mm-hmm. the Winston part, you know, and, and we had yeah. we had three Janines. We started oh, out with Laura <laughs> Summer, then they decided that. 
that she was to New York, which is so odd because the show was set in New York. <laughs> right. It was New York. So yeah. they, they brought, they, they, um, they recast uh, Kath Susie as a more wholesome character. They also yeah. changed the model sheet, made her glasses round and, and you know, lengthened her, lengthened her skirt. And she was, you know, she had a very wholesome kind of sounding Midwest girl hmm. voice. And I love Kath. That was our, she was her first job and uh, she was great. And then, and then Pat Music came in for Extreme Ghostbusters in the 90s. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because we were both playing a little older and, you know, whatever. Well, I, we, uh, we'd be remiss to not talk about uh, Duckman mm-hmm. uh, and to not talk about Hey Arnold, both landmark shows. Yes, yes. Duckman, I, I, made it, I did a few um, and never with Jason. So I never got to meet him the whole time, and I played a bug art character in one. But they, they was there was one of those shows where they pick you up all by yourself, kind of a thing. Oh, okay. I got to pass Carl Reiner a few times in the hallway, though. Nice. He had a nice. recurring character That's on awesome. that. Uh, I always thought that was a, it was a cool show because it was very adults. It was yeah. the beginning of the adult sensibility shows, you know, in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. With there was a show made strictly for adults, and, um, and you did the other duck cartoon, Queer Duck. I did do Queer Duck. Yes. Wow. Which is a lot of fun. Queer Duck. Did you meet Jim J. Bullock? He's intellectual. That? Yes, I love Jim. Yeah. He was great. He was terrific. Yeah, that was a lot of fun doing that. You know, that again, that's the, from the mind of Mike Reese. Mm-hmm. You know, both Queer Duck and and uh, and Hard Drinking Lincoln, which, <laughs> which exists for almost no reason like a, a other than drinking rhymes with Lincoln. <laughs> but he built a whole universe around that. He's like, I got the title. Yeah, what else can we do? That, yeah. that, but that's Mike. Yeah. Mike Mike can can make a recipe book funny. I mean, he's just the funniest writer in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and Hey Arnold. And Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold is a very special place in my heart. Um, it's uh, you know Big Bob Pataki, who you, we shouldn't like him at all, mm-hmm. but uh, you know this there's this this tiny little glimmer of of decency to the guy. And every now and again, he steps up to the plate. You know, yeah. so I love Big Bob, and he's based on a friend of mine. But my, the, the, this friend of mine is—he's got the bombacity of the Big Bob voice. Is that a word? Bombacity, bombasticness. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, roll with it. Yes, and uh, so it's—it's it's based on my friend Bruce McCullen, not from the Kids in the Hall. And oh, I mm-hmm. decided that that was going to be the voice. And so um, and I lost Bruce a few years ago, but so wow. he lives on through Big Bob. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh. Now, as somebody who's done a lot of animation, you've had to read some very ridiculous things in your time, I would imagine. Is there any show that stands out to you as like, I can't believe they're making me say this? <sighs> um, there, well, <laughs> I did a show called The Popples, right mm-hmm. on the yeah. heels of real Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And I remember the toys. Yeah, the, the toy. it was based yeah. on socks. It was based on turning your socks inside out. Yeah. And the character I played was PC Popple, and he was he was so ridiculously cute, but I couldn't be at all um, arch about it. I mm-hmm. mean, I had to be that sweet and adorable and cute, mm-hmm. and it was a strain. Yeah. <laughs> it strained my voice both in terms of yeah. pitch and in terms of acting ability because my, as a comedian, my job my, my job is to parody everything, to skewer mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't skewer the cuteness. So I'd ha- I probably had to do more retakes on the Popples than any other show I was ever on <laughs> because Marsha Goodman, who was the woman who gave me my first work mm-hmm. here, not only on not only on the Littles but also uh, you know Gadget and Ghostbusters, would k- keep leaning on you know. She directed. She goes, mm-hmm. I can still hear that you hate it. 
<laughs> I can still hear that you hate being this cute. Go back and do it again and be fucking cute. <laughs> Just shit. be cute. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. So I had to be PC Popple and not be at all. You, I can't do it. <laughs> I hate the cuteness of this character. Was that pretty early on in, the, in your Yeah, career? very early so, on. So like you had to, you needed the work. You couldn't be like, you know what, screw it. I don't I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. walk off the show. I, couldn't, yeah. I don't do cute. <laughs> I'm an actor, not a movie star. You know. I was, but that was the, that might have been the hardest job I ever did, having to be a cute little turned inside out sock. <laughs> oh my God, I used to give a so similar funny. speech to her at Petco. <laughs> Just be cute. Just be cute. <laughs> Damn you! You want to be adopted, don't you? Be cute. Be cute. Now, you have done uh, video games as well, like yes. uh, Arkham. You did Arkham Asylum. Batman. I did. I I was the voice of Victor Freeze. Oh yeah. You are in my world now, Batman. Did let me ask you this? Uh, yes. Because we talked to. Be careful! Uh, I will freeze you otherwise. <laughs> the the actor that plays Batman. In Kevin. Kevin, Kevin yeah. So the great we, Kevin Conroy. We talked to him a little bit about it. That that script for uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum was thirty thousand pages, and <laughs> took him three years to record all the voiceover Huge. for something like that. Huge. Um, and I know that SAG has had all sorts of issues with trying to work some sort of deal out so that voiceover actors who do uh, cartoons can get paid um, residuals for the for video games. Right. Where where are you at with some in that? Like, how do you feel about it? Or are is there any movement? You think? I'm not on the negotiating committee. I don't know where it's going. I do know that I I certainly stand with my fellow actors in saying that there's no reason we shouldn't make something as these things. It, it, yeah. It's like if you're on an album, right? They do it per unit sold. I don't understand why. Yeah. Your voiceover performance is your intellectual property as far as I'm concerned right. it can never be reproduced by a machine or anybody else it's yours and you, once you do it you've wasted you, you can't use it anywhere else sort of a thing so mm. if it's on the track it should you should get paid for it I agree and yeah. and so it's I think it should be some sort of a unit sold formula but the producers well, look uh, they just had we almost just had a uh a writer's actor strike. There was supposed to be an actor strike uh, about a week ago. Yeah, and it was averted. It, it yeah. got averted because, and that one was for like Netflix, Amazon, right. all that stuff. Because I'll tell you what, uh, uh, I talked to one of the guys from New Girl, and that show is now streaming on Netflix, yeah. and they make zero residuals for mm. uh, for their for their show. Uh, airing every people can watch it a million times in yeah. a row and, and they don't they don't right. see anything. Yeah, it's not how it's supposed to be. So that that is getting fixed. So it's good to know that that like you know you know people are paying attention. And we're trying to you know yeah. we're trying to make things Absolutely. change as best as possible. Um, it, this has been so insanely amazing getting to sit down with you. I don't want it to we, end. I know we we stop. We, send over some egg rolls and we'll just keep talking. We'll <laughs> we'll have you back if you if you're at all interested. Absolutely. And, and honestly. Yeah. Uh, Bill Farmer had Bill Farmer did the show. Who I'm sure you know. I love Bill. Right? Yeah. Bill. We did uh, the Seven D together. Oh yeah, an updated version of the uh, version of the uh, Seven Dwarves on on uh, Disney Channel. Oh, it was nice. great. Oh, it was half half the crew was from Animaniacs. It was mm-hmm. half the half the writing staff, and it was just uh, you know in the, in the voice actors, and it felt like a old home week and. It was too funny and too arch, and Disney didn't know what to do with it. But oh, yeah, great time! Oh, My God, yeah, yeah. So Bill was Bill was Doc, and I was Grumpy. 
<laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, Perfect. no joke. Yeah. Well, when Bill came on the show, we talked about stand up and stuff because he had he had started right. stand up mm-hmm. and he hadn't done stand up in thirty years. And we said, hey, if you ever want to come do stand up at the Improv on a Saturday night. Because we do our show live as well at the Improv right. Saturday uh, mm-hmm. once a month on the like the ten thirty show. It's always sold out. And Bill came down, performed on the stage, followed Dane Cook at the at the Hollywood Improv, did six minutes of of time, just crushed, fucking annihilated. Really? He was doing Ronald Reagan impressions. I was going to say, yeah. that's... And Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart impressions. I was like, that's what was, was in my act. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't go back and the, do that. I'm Who the fuck wants you, to hear Ronald Reagan? People love that. They it, were lining yeah. up to, to get his autograph after the show. It was... No, and his kids had never seen him do stand-up. And, the, and he hadn't performed at the improv on that stage in 30 years. Right. And yeah. he right. fucking... He annihilated. Because if you're doing like 15, 20 minutes, it's a different story. But right. if you're doing five... Five, six, six minutes. minutes. Yeah. It's like a special thing. People get very excited. So if ever you would consider doing it, mm-hmm. we would oh. love it. Thank you. It'd be yeah. Thank huge. You. I, just, I just feel like I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't pull the old act out of moth. <laughs> well, if you ever want to play around with us, you, right. yeah. I mean, we'll have you back yeah, have, to do to do this do live. With us, whatever you yeah, want come do, do. Yeah. this. Something with us like this at Comic-Con or at a LA Comic-Con or something well, like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that we, I would do. Yeah. That would be a blast. Standing alone, me in a microphone, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I Maybe. understand. Uh, what shows are you on currently that people can check out? Nothing I can talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I'm so strange thing. I'm on I'm on two shows. I have NDAs for they have not yet been announced. Maybe by the time this airs. What do these shows rhyme with? No. Oh, I can't, I can't even do that. I mean, it's really serious stuff. I will say that one of the shows uh, uh, is is with um, it's for Netflix. Mm-hmm. I can think I can say that. And um, the show creator is somebody I respect immensely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very, very, you know, just thrilled to be on mm-hmm. it. And and it's an animated show, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be um, somewhat serialized. Mm. Um, you'll 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 know it when you hear it. Uh, and, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's really great. And I'll and I'll you know, of course I'll tweet about it when Netflix, when Netflix says I can. Is it a David Lynch cartoon mm. about the JFK assassination? Mm. Wow, God, you're so no, close. That, huh? God, that's really <laughs> that's about the, as close to guess as I've heard. <laughs> Uh, where can people follow you on the internet? On the internet, you can follow me. I am um, I just, you know, usually I have breakfast at a spot called uh, the Blue Jam Cafe. And and you can just, don't follow me on the internet. Just it, follow me in person. Go ahead. Just try to catch <laughs> Go him. Go meet him. Yeah. He's at the Blue Jam. Um, okay. Follow me on Twitter at Maurice LaMarche. That's the at sign and my full name with no space in between. M-A-U-R-I-C-E-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Um, and you can you can also follow me on the Facebook as well. And on Instagram, it's Maurice underscore LaMarche. But I only have four pictures up because I really don't know how to do Instagram yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you. Did somebody something. already take Maurice LaMarche as all as one word? I believe so, yeah. I think <laughs> I did have to put an underscore between the two. Let, let's go find him. Yeah, get your some, name back. Quebec Maurice LaMarche. Take a bunch of pictures <laughs> of us beating up fake yeah. the Maurice other Maurice. <laughs> we always have a present for our guests, and I have a present for you. you uh, but I was going to ask you, if I give it to you, could you try to do the uh, Orson Welles commercial about the product that I'm going to give to you? <laughs> Would you mind? Would you try it? We're doing improv. We're doing just, just for just for a minute. I'll oh, give it we'll to you. Hang on, hang on. All right, I'll try to do that. 
Okay, we've lost Steven our host. Steven is going to the He's going to his backpack. bag. I hear the Velcro ripping. And he brings out... I hear the, the hairs on his arm brushing against the leather. The... He's bringing me... Oh, my God. Aha, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, the French. <laughs> Champagne has long been celebrated for its cinnamon whiskey. There is a California cinnamon whiskey called Fireball. It's like the best French whiskey. It's vintage dated and fermented in the bottle. And uh, uh, Cut. <laughs> One or two, take three. Ah, the French whiskey. Long been celebrated for its excellence. This is fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Fireball Thank you. cinnamon whiskey. Fireball cinnamon whiskey. Yes. That is your gift. Thank you Thank for you very being kindly. on the show. I You're in. Find an honored place in my home. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Other people will drink it. Wondrous, yes. wondrous. Not I, but others will. It's Canadian cinnamon whiskey. It's Canadian, Canadian. from, from Canada. one yeah. Canadian to another. Oh, isn't this great? Oh, look at this. <laughs> the uh, the back of it is burnt. Like as if the devil <laughs> farted in, <laughs> uh, in the back. This is great. Genius. Is great. I don't drink myself, uh, but uh, there there are folks who come over and will enjoy nice. this. Well, Thank you very much. love it. Of anytime, anytime. Thank you. Thank you uh, Mike, where can people find you on the internet? I am on all social media at Mike Black Attack. Mike Black Attack. What about you, Matt Waka? Uh, you can find links to everything at funnymat.com, or if you are annoyed by me today, please let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. Oh, yeah. And people do. People do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun, that's uh, fun. You can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S T P H E N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast. Leave comments, share it with your friends, and. Reviews. Reviews, leave reviews, yes. and we love you so much for coming to do this. Thank you. You're the coolest, Maurice. No. Literally <laughs> the you. damn coolest. Thanks well, again. Well, thanks to man. the iced tea, that's for sure. Anytime. <laughs> thanks, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you all real soon. Goodbye. This was a cool show. I was so glad to be here. Thank you.